Hollow is chock full of big, fat walleye. And we began fishing those about the 1st of May. Again, we fish walleye and sauger on the river from December through April. Then uh, my guide, who uh, does uh, Del Hollow with me, uh, has fished the lake 30 years, consummate professional, actually makes his own crankbaits, believe it or not, uh, and just absolutely wears them out. We uh, This new company I've opened for Del Hollow and for the river, Jim, is Tennessee Walleye Chart. And you can find this on the web, just like with Striper Fun. But the Tennessee Walleye Charters is really all that we do with that company. And we frequently catch tremendous stringers of fish. I sent you a couple of the larger ones that uh, are on your Facebook page, but we've already caught a couple 10-pound fish this year, number of six, seven-pound fish, and, of course, lots of them in the three- to four-pound range, and you know how good those walleye are to eat. Well, and what I'd like to impart here for folks to understand, I used to travel to Lake Erie to fish for walleye. You know, walleye, as you mentioned, they're terrific table fare. They're a, a little different kind of a sport fish uh, in many regards, but they're they're a fascinating species to pursue. And this, this walleye fishery at Dale Hollow, I want to kind of pat you on the shoulder here a little bit, Jimmy. It, it's fantastic, folks. You don't need to go to, Dale, to Lake Erie anymore. This is the destination for really, really nice walleye. The numbers are there. The size is phenomenal. I mean, it's just uh, it's a fantastic fishery. Jim, I'll let you get back to it and talk about it. I'd like folks to know how y'all catch them. So that well, that's what I'm going to talk about. Uh, again, we start fishing on uh, Del Hollow in May. Uh, Tennessee Walleye Charters is headquartered out of Willow Grove Resort Marina, and my good friends Larry and Cheryl Show own that. They've had the place for 30 years. It's a beautiful place. Fabulous marina, nice cabins, uh, nice views of the lake, and uh, that's where we pick up and where we run from. Now, in May, when we begin to fish them, that's night fishing. We begin in May, and we actually fish under the lights with one of the hydroglow lights, one of the products my company sells. It lights it up nice, bright, and green, and uh, the shad come in, and uh, we catch the shad, and we fish under the lights, catching walleye, smallmouth bass, white bass, uh, largemouth, smallmouth. It's not infrequent to catch 20, 30 largemouth in the night, four to five pounds. We don't really eat those. If some people want to eat them. They can. Uh, but, again, you're getting your ride bent all the time, and these are night trips. As we transition into June and then into July, where we are now, uh, we begin to troll at night. And uh, my captain, uh, Jeff Brown, who runs uh, Del Hollow uh, and fishes with me there, he uh, makes his own crankbaits. And uh, this is a guy who's fished the lake for 30 years, knows it inside and out. And we go out, we do, you know, multi-boat trips. Uh, and the trolling is great. Now, during the day, it, it, we began to fish then this time of year, uh, starting in June and then now into July, with what's called worm harnesses. And uh, similar to like an airy deary, but it's a different kind of process. It's a three-way swivel with a heavy weight on the bottom, and uh, we fish night crawlers. And you can fish on the edges of the weed beds. And, it, you know, it's not infrequent to catch a limit. You know, we do two guys. 
so you have 12 walleye, not always, but we generally are going to catch, you know, a half a dozen to eight of them. And you'll have a couple four, five, six pounders in there and, again, some more three-pound fish. Uh, and it's just unbelievable. Uh, I had heard about it. It's one of the reasons when I moved down here to Dale Hollow was to develop Tennessee walleye charters. This is our second year. And quite frankly, Jim, we're just knocking the socks off of them. We've got people that come and repeat. We've got people that come every two to three weeks now to do this because they used to drive all the way to Lake Erie. And, of course, when you fish Lake Erie, you've got to be in a great big boat. You deal with eight- and ten-foot waves. And here, you know, at Dale Hollow, you're close to Louisville, close to Nashville. We've got people from West Virginia. Uh, we've even had people flying from California to come do this. Well, it, it's a, it is a fantastic fishery. It's such a beautiful lake, too. Gin clear, you know, it's pristine. It's, it's just, it's, it was voted recently as one of the five most beautiful lakes in the world. Absolutely. Hey, Jim, let me do a quick break here. We've got to go to break here, folks. This break is presented by my friends at FMI Marine. They've got a whole bunch of used bass boats and pleasure boats that they took in trade here recently. So if you're looking for a bargain, this is the place you want to go. They'll be glad to deal with you. They also carry legend bass boats, StarCraft pontoons, and express aluminum boats. And they're easy to work with if you need repairs. They're Johnny on the spot, and they will do a great job. And remember, you never get soaked by my friends. After decades of abusing my teeth by using them to clamp sinkers on fishing line or using them to cut my line when I was in a hurry, time had taken its toll. I had cracked and chipped several teeth, and it got to the point where I was almost embarrassed to smile. Not a good thing for a guy who's got a lot to smile about. That's where I asked my hunting partner and dentist, Dr. David O'Banion, to step in. As a colonel in the National Guard with tours of duty in Iraq, Egypt, and Central America, Dr. O'Banion has performed dental procedures all over the world. David used his extraordinary dental skills to repair my chipped and broken teeth so they actually look better than ever. Dr. David O'Banion does all types of family dentistry, surgery, and implants. I highly recommend him to help brighten your smile. His office is located in Middletown, a short hop off of Gene Snyder. Give him a call at 245-3707. That's 245-3707. I've got great news for farm pond owners and pay lake operators searching for a steady supply of two to four pound channel catfish for stocking your lakes. Big Cat Live Haul has been in business for more than 20 years, specializing in disease-free channel cats that average two to four pounds. Big Cat Live Haul is your ticket to two to four pound cats at affordable prices. Call Hank Martis at 502 502- Six four eight eight zero two six. That's six four eight eighty twenty six. Hey, we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors, and we are broadcasting from Lake Oconee down in Georgia. I'm on a fishing trip for hybrid stripers and white bass, and quite frankly, the fishing is as hot as the weather. It's been a, a great trip so far, and. Uh, I really enjoyed it. We're talking tonight with Captain Jim Durham, Striper Fund Guide Service, and he's got some exciting news about some new lakes where he's expanded his service. And Jim, can you hear me okay? Absolutely. All right, brother. Let's uh, let's talk about 
a bit about these new lakes. Let's go through this, I guess, lake by lake, if you will. We were talking about Dale uh, Hollow and Cumberland. Anything come to your mind during break that we need to cover there before we move on? Not really. Uh, Dale Hollow, uh, uh, we, again, we specialize in the walleye. Uh, that again is from you know May up through uh, about November fifteenth, and then we're done with that. And then we switch over to the Cumberland River where we fish for walleye and sauger, and that runs all the way again through April to the first of May. So it's kind of like six months on Dale Hollow, six months on the river. But if you like walleye fishing and walleye and sauger fishing, uh, this is a unique opportunity to come fish these beautiful waters that are just chum full of these fish. And it's exciting, and this is, I said before we went to break, one of the reasons I moved down here on Dale Hollow was to develop this business here on Dale and on the Cumberland River, and it's smoking. You know, we're staying busy and, and, and booking, and it's a nice alternative for people that don't want to just strike for fish all the time. It's something else to do, someplace else to go, and it's it's exciting. So I would welcome uh, you know, the listeners to... Uh, uh, get hold of us. You just call the main striper fund uh, phone number, the 931-403-2501. And, of course, that number gets you for your striper and your walleye bookings. Now, let's switch gears for a minute. A lake I opened up on two years ago is Tim's Ford Lake down in central Tennessee. And uh, a few weeks ago, Jim had uh, Captain Bob Alsup, uh, who runs uh, trips for me down there. And, of course, we do multi-boat trips as well. And he talked uh, for quite a while, so I don't think we really need to talk about Tim's Ford too much, Jim, because Bob did well, such a great job. But I'll be happy well, to cover got, it briefly. Uh, well, we we got about seven minutes to break, and there's a lot of good things to say about that lake. But before we do that, I yeah. want to talk a little bit about that sauger fishery in the Cumberland River. Because uh-huh. as, as my listeners know, I'm, an, I'm a river rat. I love fishing rivers. I'm an Ohio River sauger fanatic from way back. Uh, been pounding that fishery since the 60s. Mm-hmm. But the size of the sauger, the quality of those fish in the Cumberland River, it's almost like a different species of fish. Um, they look like really big water, walleye with uh, tiger stripes on them. They do. They really do. And, and it's the strangest thing. And, and they eat just like a walleye does. And, and for folks to get their head around this, especially those guys and gals that are listening who, you know, have, have capitalized on Sauger and Ohio River, go to Jim's Facebook page or Google him and, and go to his uh, strikerfund.com and look at the pictures of these Sauger. I mean, they're unbelievably huge. I mean, it, it's a it's a real eye-opener. You'd be lucky here to catch a dozen fish a year if you fished during the peak of the spawn to catch fish of this quality. So I just want to pass along the fact that as a fishery, the Cumberland River, Sauger, and Walleye are a real step above. I mean, it's just a different different breed of cat altogether, actually. There is. There's some big old walleye in the river. Uh, last year, our biggest one was 12 pounds. But, I mean, that's just a, a monster walleye. And, uh, I mean, that's, uh, we don't catch, I don't catch a lot because I mostly do the striper, but I may run personally, you know, 10 or 15 sauger walleye trips a year. 
uh, or the fellow that runs the river for me, you know, he'll run 30, 40 of them, okay? Yes. So normally I'm using big trout. I'm not going to catch the walleye. But every now and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just get a, a walleye that's just unbelievably huge. I think the Tennessee state record's like 15 pounds. But there's some really big walleye in there. Now let's talk about Tim's Ford for just a minute. Tim's Ford is about uh, an hour's drive uh, southeast of Nashville. And it is a beautiful body of water, and it has both stripers and the hybrids. And for these lakes that have stripers and hybrids, it's a whole different world because the hybrid is a much more aggressive fish than a striper is. And we do some live bait fishing down there, but mostly throughout the year, uh, we troll my uh, Captain Jim Special Umbrella Rigs. I have one just for Tennessee, because in Tennessee you can only have three hooks or you know, three lures. And uh, But it's cool. It has these new octopus uh, trailers on them. And, it, and of course, the, uh, the squid is a very uh, uh, common food for the striper in the ocean. And we'll put four of these out with three hooks, and we go through a school. And, Jim, you did this just a few weeks ago. You can tell the listeners, I mean, every hook goes, every rod goes. You go through a school, you got 12 fish on. We have 30, 40, 50 fish days almost every day we go out down there. Well, what I was impressed with with that lake is a couple things. Number one, it's a two-fish limit. So it's a, it's a situation where with a two-fish limit, the pressure on the fish and or the harvest of the fish is such that there's a tremendous amount of fish that remain in the lake. By that I mean it doesn't have the harvest pressure that a lot of the other lakes have. Secondarily, they do allow catch and release. Yeah. So, you know, you, you catch your two fish you want to keep, and then you can keep on fishing. And and obviously that can be a little problematic in, in late July and August when the water gets hot. And that's, you know, a kind of a personal decision. But point being, the number of fish in that lake, the quality of the bait, and those fish look like football. I mean, yeah, those are those. Are, and I'm going to wait till I tell you about the hybrids in Cherokee. These hybrids in uh, Tim's Ford average about six pounds. Where when we talked about Cherokee here in just a minute, those hybrids average about ten pounds. Average about ten pounds. Up to fifteen pound hybrids in Cherokee Lake. Unbelievable. These fish. Well, and hybrids to me. But one of my favorite fish for a variety of reasons. Number one, uh, you get into numbers. You know, they, they bite readily. If you're, you know, in this target zone, they're going to bite. They're aggressive fish. Secondarily, pound for pound, and Jimmy, you and I may have a friendly argument about this. I'm telling you, a five-pound hybrid tied to about any other game fish tail to tail would pull them inside out. Those things are brutes. I mean, they just—they've got those huge slab sides. They got that great big uh, tail, and those dudes, uh, pound for pound, they're just brutes. I, I love them because they fight so hard. Yeah, you better hold on to your rod. They'll take a rod right out of your hand. Absolutely. They hit I like mean, freight they... trains. I—I I love and I like to eat them because they're fat little footballs. Absolutely, they're just a. <laughs> they give you the best of all worlds in a lot of ways, and 
and they're really neat fish. What I call out of Tim's Ford, and it's a lake that I've wanted to fish forever, and I was tickled to death after you introduced me to Bob Alsop. He's my kind of guy. He's a thinking fisherman. Mm-hmm. He understands. He's a retired engineer. He loves to tinker with stuff. Yes, and and we spent every trip, every hour of every trip, talking about technique, talking about fish behavior. You know, it, it was just a treat to be out with a guy that that's that into it. Hey, Jimmy, i got to go to break here. Coming back, we'll talk about Cherokee Lake. Okay. Folks, they'll give us a talk to Captain Jim Stubb, Striper Fund Guide Service. And during the rest of the program here, we're going to talk about some new lakes where he's got a guide service and you're going to like hearing about these lakes. They're, they're definitely a destination. This break is presented by Mossfield Properties Hart Realty. Check them out, M-O-P-H-A-R-T Realty.com. If your house was on fire, the most precious possession you would save first would undoubtedly be your family pet. Next to family, they're one of the most important parts of our lives, and that's exactly why I trust my pet's health and happiness to Dr. Kurt Oliver and his staff at Linden Animal Clinic. I know firsthand Dr. Oliver's surgical and diagnostic skills are extraordinary, just what you need when your pet's in need. From the time his nurturing staff greets you at the door, you'll know that Linden Animal Clinic is the place to trust with your pets, just like I trust them with mine. Linden Animal Clinic, 1000 Linden Lane, 425 5834 or check them out at lindenanimalclinic.com. Gun World and Archery Pro Shop in Corydon, Indiana is ready to help you with all of your firearm and archery needs. The new bows from Matthews, Hoyt, Elite, Bowtech, and Bear are in, and their pro staff is eager to help tune and accessorize your equipment. They also carry 10 point Excalibur, PSE Parker, and Barnett crossbows. They're stocked up with loads of new deer rifles that meet the specs for Indiana's new deer hunting regulations, too. Gun World and Archery Pro Shop, Highway 62 North and Corydon, across from John Deere. Jim Strader Outdoors. Again, we're talking tonight with Captain Jim Durham with Striper Fund Guide Service, and we've been talking about Lake Cumberland, Bay of Hollow, Cumberland River, <laughs> Jim's Ford Lake. These are all super, super destinations for uh, stripers and walleye and hybrid striped bass, and I thought it'd be a great idea with Jim's new guide services for him to tell you a good bit about some of these lakes, Cherokee and some of these other lakes are destinations I've not fished myself, so I hope you're as keen as I am about hearing more about it. Jim, can you hear me okay? Absolutely, brother. Let's dive into Cherokee Lake here, big boy. <laughs> well, it sounds good. You know, it's been, it's been an exciting couple of years, Jim, and uh, as you know, I've guided nearly 20 years on Lake Cumberland. And uh, But then we expanded out into the Cumberland River for the Striper and the Walleye and the Sauger. And then uh, two years back, opening up on uh, Dale Hollow for the Walleye. And two years ago, opening up on Tim's Ford for the Striper and the, the Hybrids. But within the last six months, I've opened up over in eastern Tennessee. Uh, I became good friends with some fellows I met over on uh, Cherokee Lake. 
Uh, Gary Harris and Bobby Monk, these guys are consummate professionals. I've uh, been fishing the lake for 30 years, and I've had the pleasure to go over there uh, and fish it. Uh, and I had never, you know, been on it, but I've been doing a lot of research, and I just decided there's a market there. You know, Knoxville's close. It's close to North Carolina. And we're already staying busy, you know, just opening up a few months ago. Let me tell you about Cherokee Lake. It's not a huge body of water, and it's interesting how they have it laid out because there's like an island every mile. So you have like one-mile island, two-mile, all the way. It's about a 15-mile-long lake. And, but it's not super deep like Lake Cumberland is. A lot of the water that we fish, the water's just 30 to 40 feet deep. And it is chock full of stripers and the hybrids. And, I mean, if we don't catch 20 fish a day, it's a bad day. Okay? And we have days where we hit 40 and 50 of them. Uh, these hybrids are just unbelievable. The average hybrid's about 10 pounds that we catch. Now, you'll catch, you know, every now and then a four, five, six pounder, and every now and then you'll catch a 13, 14, 15 pound hybrid. Have you ever caught a hybrid that big, Jim? I have, and they're brutes. I mean, they I mean it's just brutes. unbelievable. We're fishing down rods, and one of these hybrids will hit, it'll snap the rod off. I mean, that's something you'd see a 40 pound striper do. Okay, these things just hit like freight trains. But generally, if, if you had to say, well, tell me, Jim, what's the average, you know, if you ask me that, what's the average day? Average day is going to probably be 30 to 40 fish, uh, maybe 15 hybrids. Okay, the rest will be stripers, and you'll have three or four 20-pounders thrown in there as well. Uh, it's just unbelievable for me how fruitful this lake is with the stripers and the hybrids. It's got a heavy population of threadfin shed. It's got a heavy population of alewives. Uh, and the gizzards are in there. And the best part about this is that during the, you know, if we'll catch 30 or 40, you know, stripers and hybrids, we'll turn around and catch 20 smallmouth the same day. That's Three to four five this one what, after what? another. You actually, you know, smallmouth are hit. You're like, oh, it's one of these again. Which normally you'd just be off your gourd catching smallmouth like that. It's just common. It is. I don't mean to oversell it, folks, and I hope I'm not coming across that way. I'm just saying I had never ever been on a waterway like this in a lake, you know, and we basically, I think the day I fished it, we only caught 20 fish, and they were like, they were, you know, a little unhappy Gary and Bobby were because they wanted to show me a good time. They just came to work for me. They wanted to, you know, take me out. And, gosh, we only caught, you know, 20 stripers and hybrids and only just a couple of 20-pounders. Gee, you know. <laughs> so. Well, what's the key to this? Is it the stocking ratios? Is it the... Abundance of bait. What? Why is that lake so prolific? You only allowed to keep two, okay. just like Tim's Ford. All right. So I mean, basically, that's it. They have uh, no fish zones uh, for July and August, where they rope off about four square miles. They have generators. They have oxygen generators. Okay, down by the dam that oxygenate the lake. To try to help, you know, to keep the fish going. I don't really know of the science behind that or the mechanics, rather, Jimmy, about that. I'm not sure about that. 
All I know is that uh, there's an exclusion zone. The cool thing is there's three or four different uh, large tributaries that feed uh, the lake at different places, but the water comes up from underground. It's underground uh, uh, springs that come up, and it's cold. You can go into one of these springs, and the water is 80 degree out in the lake, and you're suddenly in 60 degree water. So the big well, fish will gather back there. The stripers will gather back there. Son, it's hammer time. I guarantee you those springs and that aeration system you're talking about are a big, big key to that. Let me ask you something. The, uh, in Tennessee, it's called TWRA. It's Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency. Are they the ones that operate those aerators? or Is that a core lake? or what It's a core lake? lake, yes, sir. It's all the Corps of Engineers. It's the Corps of Engineers Lake, and the Corps runs it, okay? And, and, and frankly, uh, you know, only having the guide service over there for the last six months, okay, I'm still learning uh, some of that. those questions that you're asking me, okay? All I well, can tell you is we, we can go out, you know, we fish live alewives every day. During the winter months, you know how, you know, you were uh, trolling my uh, – Captain Jim special umbrellas with Captain Bob and my hair jigs on the slide divers yes. and all that, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, once the water starts cooling down from October all the way through March, I mean, it's on over there. There's no live bait. You simply troll, <coughs> excuse me, and you get hammered. I mean, it's the same well, kind of deal where these, these hybrids and stripers will hammer the hair jigs and the umbrella rigs. Uh, that bite will start here in about three months, and it's... Uh, you know, it's one of those things where you hate to say, well, gee, it's been three hours and we've caught 60 fish and I'm tired of doing it, kind of. <laughs> you know, but, but I mean, it'll wear you out. It was, it's, it's so nice to find these these guys that are working for me over there. Uh, just, you know, salt of the earth. They have nice boats. Uh, it's a it's a nice setup. So for the listeners, if you want to learn more, you can reach me at Captain Jim at striperfund.com, or you can just go on Striper Fund. Uh, and uh, uh, feel free to call. Feel free to email me. Happy to talk to you about it. There's great lodging over there where we're at. Lodging's inexpensive, and uh, love to tell you more about it. Uh, if you don't have any other questions about uh, uh, Cherokee, I can move on to the next body of water. Well, let's uh, talk about Cherokee because we got about two minutes to break here. Okay, that's fine. And, and because I want to make some comments, and I want to see if it matches okay. what you know about the lake. Being as shallow as it is, if it didn't have those springs and that aeration, the stripers would have a tough time surviving. It would seem well, to be. Well, now understand, there's a river channel, Jim. Okay, there is a river channel they can get down into. Oh, okay. well, the water gets you know close to 100 feet deep. Okay. Oh, okay. there is some deep water in there. It's just not, you know, uh, 6,500 acres like Lake Cumberland is. Yeah. Of 100 to 150 foot water everywhere. Okay. Okay. It's just yeah. different. There is a river channel, and they can get down into a cold sluice. Uh, there is some cold water that comes in from some different springs, which I just thought was fascinating. To, you know, being 80 feet of water, and I'm looking at my temperature gauge, and it's just dropping like falling off a cliff. And I'm like, man. And then the bait fish were in there, so think you could, you know, walk on them. I oh, mean, it man. was it's really pretty cool. It's a very healthy lake. Uh, you know, with, like I said, the smallmouth in there are just, you know, smallmouth fishing is tremendous. I don't do a lot of planer board fishing over there. Mostly it's downlines. 
You go along, you find a school of hybrids, there's, you know, a couple hundred of them in there. You start dropping alewives down, and it's hammer time. Oh, I bet. What what river system feeds that lake? I knew you were going to ask me that, and I, and I forgot <laughs> to write it down. It's, I'm having a brain cramp. I'll think of it in just a minute. Well, I'll let you know. I'll tell you what. I'll just go to break, and you refresh your memory, because I'm, I'm curious about that. But those river systems have a lot to do with the fertility. And you know what I mean. The headwaters mm-hmm. kind of set the stage for what happens in those river lakes. So I was I was curious about it. We'll, we'll go to break here, folks. This, this break is presented by FMI Marine, 11400 West Fork Road. They're just out, outside of Louisville here on the Snyder Freeway on West Fork Road. Easy to get to. They've got a whole bunch of used bass boats and pleasure boats that they take in and trade. So there's some great deals to be had here in the late summer period. They also carry legend bass boats. Starcraft pontoons, and express aluminum boats. And remember, you will never get soaked by my friends at SMI Marine. I don't know anyone who loves the outdoors who doesn't have a dream property in the back of their mind. It might be a secluded cabin on a river or stream, a small farm with lakes or ponds teeming with fish, or a wildlife management property with mixed timber and farm ground loaded with deer, turkey, and other wildlife. Paul Thomas and his family at Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty can make all these dreams come true. They've been doing so for 36 years. Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty is located in Munfordville, right in the heart of Central Kentucky's fish and wildlife mecca. They specialize in recreation properties, farms, and lake and riverfront getaways. Make your dreams a reality. Give Paul Thomas at Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty a call at 270 270- Five two four one nine eight zero, or check them on the web at mophartrealty.com. That's mophartrealty.com. This is Gary Roman. Whenever I'm on Jim's show, I get lots of questions like, what shotgun should I buy? What handgun is best for personal protection? Or what is the best scope for my rifle? There's only one sure answer. Come see us at Firearm Service Center the one place to go to solve all your firearms problems. Purchase guns, ammo, holsters, and supplies. Whether it's your first firearm or your next custom-built gun, service or repair, come see us at Firearm Service Center, Bardstown Road, in the Eastland Shopping Center, Louisville, Kentucky, or visit us on the web at firearmservice.com. For personal service, there's only one, Firearm Service Center. Jim Strader outdoors and Captain Jim. We were talking hey, about Jim. Cherokee Lake. Yes, sir. Uh, Cherokee Lake. Um, I pulled up some stats here. It's just been a while since I looked at it. It is an impoundment of the Holston River, H O L S T O N. And uh, actually, Cherokee Lake is uh, larger uh, than Dale Hollow. It's about half the size of Lake Cumberland. Uh, but like I said, it's just not that long, but it has some, you know, large, you know, creeks and things that run back through there. It's 28,000 yeah. acres, okay? Oh, okay. So, it's, I mean, it's a good size, but I didn't mean to say it was, you know, a small lake, because it's not. 
Uh, it's just and truthfully, I haven't long. seen all of it. I've, I've only been on it a couple of times so far. But, you know, my uh, one of my guys lives on it, and uh, one of my other guys actually lives an hour or so north up on Norris Lake. We're going to be talking about that here in a minute. Okay? Very good. But this lake well, is in four different counties in Tennessee. So. I see. All right, well, let's jump towards the other two lakes where you've got... Uh, the next body of water we're fishing on is an exciting place, Jim, that you're going to want to come to. And it's near uh, Kingston, Tennessee. They're, they have a steam plant. It's the Clinch River. Now, the Clinch River comes out of Norris Lake, and it forms uh, uh, Melton Hill Lake, which is known for its muskie fishing, okay? And then the Clinch River comes out of Melton Hill and comes down and runs past the Kingston Steam Plant and uh, forms Watts Bar Lake, okay? Okay. Now, we're, Watts Bar will probably be the next lake that I open up on, okay? But you kind of, you know, we're not there yet, but we're looking at that, okay? But the Clinch River, I've fished it a number of times now. I love this place. Uh, we go up near the dam, so you'll be fishing within, you know, 100 yards of the dam. Water's roaring out. There's a good current, and the stripers get up in there heavy. You know, there's there's not any 50, but there's a lot of 30-pound fish, okay? And I had a customer there about 10 days ago, and they nailed a, a 42-inch fish, one about 32 inches. So basically, and they don't get quite as fat as they do, you know, in the Cumberland River. There's no trout in there, Jim, okay? Yes. We fish with gizzard shad. And uh, so that's what the story is with that. Now, we you can fish from the dam down about 10 miles, and I fished all up and down through there. You can you, you can catch your gizzard shad there. There's a number of shallow bays you go in there, and you can see the gizzards flipping everywhere, okay? And, uh, I mean, it's an exciting place. So the Clinch River is a new destination. We are offering charter services there. Uh, it's it's uh, You can come down I-75, you know, from Lexington uh, uh, into Tennessee. It's maybe yeah, an hour and a half from Lexington or so, maybe two hours. Not a bad drive at all. All of these waters are, you know, within a, a maximum of five hours from Louisville. A lot of them are a lot closer, okay? Uh, so from where your radio audience, you know, from, from West Virginia, Virginia, Indiana, uh, again, it's not like these are places you're going all the way across the country for. And we catch them. These fish come up and they feed on the surface there in the clinch. You can also just catch them great on red fins. And you know how oh, I like man. to create a V-wake with that white red fin? And, yes, uh, yes, yes. But there's no trout in there. I took trout over there a couple times and used them. They never seen one, I guess, you know. Didn't know what to do with it. They wouldn't eat them, but, boy, they would burn up these 8- and 10-inch gizzard shad by taking rods out of the rod holders. So it's another destination. i tell you what's really nice about it, too, and I was so happy to find out about this and why I've opened up over here. As you know, with the record rains in uh, May and June, the Cumberland River stayed muddy the whole time. And I probably had to turn down 10, 15 trips, 20 trips I would have taken on the Cumberland River only because it was simply unfishable. Unless I went down below the uh, Cordell Hole Dam. And the trouble is there's always, you know, a gazillion boats down there. But we can fish the Clint stays clear at all times down 
to there. And so it's really nice. When the Cumberland muddies up from where I live, I'm at the clinch in an hour and a half. And there's parts of the Cumberland River it takes me in an hour and a half to get to as well. So it's kind of like six and one half dozen of the other. So for the listeners out there, you will want to come and try this clinch river fishing. Well, that's six of the bodies of water that we offer uh, guide services on. The seventh is a lake uh, uh, called Norris Lake, okay, which is up uh, near the uh, northern Tennessee border in Kentucky there. And it has some beautiful mountain scenery. (coughs) It's about the size of Dale Hollow. But it's chock full of stripers, and uh, the fish, there's some really big fish in there. They had a fish kill about 10 years ago, and they came back really well from that. Uh, the stockings have been heavy, and one of my guides lives right there on Norris, and he's fished it for 30 years, knows every nook and cranny, rock log, and uh, we catch a lot of fish over on Norris. Very similar fishing styles and techniques that we use on Lake Cumberland. Okay. Yeah, I, I have actually fished Norris, and it is, as you described, a beautiful lake. My family on my mother's side, my mother's in Huber, related to the Huber Orchard folks. and Right. You know, those are people I think most of our listeners probably recognize who they are. They operate a huge orchard and winery over in southern Indiana. Anyway, there was a family uh, uh, retreat, I guess I'd call it, over on Norris, and as a kid, I used to go over there and fish. It is absolutely beautiful. It is just a gorgeous place, isn't it, Jim? Oh, I mean, it's it's superb. Actually, I'll tell you a real quick funny story. As a kid, I went down to the Huber uh, vacation home, and there was a guy there named Bill Bowman, and I was fishing around the docks and, and off the um, uh boathouse for catfish and stuff, bluegill, and this guy would go out every evening about now, fish till dark, and come in with the darkest stringers of white bass you've ever seen. And I, you know, buddied up to him. I was the kind of kid, I, I, full of curiosity. And I said, Mr. Bowman, those are unbelievable fish. How do you catch them? He said, well, I'm catching them in the jumps. Well, I've never fished the jumps before, so he took me out with him. Long story short, I developed a lifelong love for white bass, hybrids, and stripers as a result of that exposure as a child. It just it just fascinated me, and I've loved those fish ever since. You still there, Jim? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. The phone clicks in. I've had about 20 people call. Probably well, that's all right. Jim, real it. quickly, before we got to get off, and tell folks how to get in touch with you look at pictures of the Well, there's a couple different ways they can reach us. Uh, First of all, they can go to our Facebook page, which is Striper, 1P and Striper, Striper Fun Guide Service. It's the Facebook page, and you can watch all kinds of videos there. There's probably a hundred uh, or so videos we've done over the years of uh, walleye, but mostly just big 30, 40, 50-pound stripers coming in, a nice stringers from Lake Cumberland. Your stories there you can read. They can find me on uh, my fishing report, which is syndicated. Uh, it's on LakeCumberland.com. It's on Fishing.com. And those are fishing reports for Dale Hollow, the Cumberland River, and Lake Cumberland. 